0: You tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen.
1: My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up.
0: Jim Gordon, GCPD, I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey
1: Dent, likewise, about you, Detective.
0: You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. (laughs) Just look at the flowers. Finally, Daniel, we're back together on Televised Heroics. It has taken uh, way too long. We We took a week break, and then we had some technical difficulties, but we are back and uh you know it's it's even though we don't have any shows on the air right now <clears throat> you finally got a chance to watch all of Daredevil season 2 yeah so we'll be talking about that later and uh you know hopefully everybody uh has that who watches or at least listens to this show and watches those shows uh has watched Daredevil season 2 uh we will be talking about spoilers so if you haven't yet uh That's so you know there's gonna be spoilers
1: it's been a couple of months so everybody should have at least seen the first couple of episodes
0: yeah i believe so everybody that wants to at least yeah um but as always let's start off with some news what do you have for us daniel um everybody is praising and
1: apologizing to uh zach snyder um for, you know, releasing the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... How do I've, you
1: feel about this?
0: <laughs> I've been seeing this on online, too, and and I know we, we've talked about this before with the whole... Uh, when we say everybody on the internet, the thing is, is the internet <laughs> tends to just uh, blow up with the few people saying things, and I can't imagine that uh, too many people... Are actually actually going back and and apologizing for uh, you know the harsh reviews of the theatrical cut of Batman v Superman because I mean how much could they really change with with adding thirty minutes of, of footage <laughs> Oh I'm so I'm so sorry, folks. Uh, but I mean, it, it, could the characters really have changed? Could the story have really changed all that much? Uh, I just think that it's I think it's a big publicity thing. I think it's it's people being uh, I don't want to say paid. I don't want to be that cynical, but I think it's people that are being encouraged to go online and 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 say things like, oh, my goodness, it's it's so much better now. And I can't believe that they didn't put this cut out and stuff like that. I really hope
1: not, Um, you know. I mean, looks like we are going to watch it and we're going to, you know, discuss it again. But, uh, I mean, I don't just, um, from what you and, um, GT and a few others were saying, I'm kind of there with you, you know, um, I need to watch it before I can say, okay, it was an improvement, but I don't think, you know, just 30 minutes of a movie is going to make it, you know, that much better.
0: Yeah. To me, adding that extra 30 minutes of, uh, Batman v Superman means there's just going to be 30 minutes more of Batman killing people. (laughs) Actually, um, one of the reviews
1: did say that they added more uh, Batman time, which also added more to the motivation as to why he was hunting down Superman and became that heartless, cold vigilante we saw in the movie.
0: Okay, I mean, that's fine. Uh, You know, and that would play more into the whole Dark Knight Returns uh, motif that they were going for in that movie, obviously, but I just don't think that it's the most appropriate for uh, what that movie was supposed to be, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Right. I feel that, if anything, those extra 30 minutes should have been spent on Soups, since, you know, it's mainly, you know, his movie.
0: It's a direct <laughs> sequel to Man of Steel, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be his movie. I mean, yeah, I'll, I will keep some of my judgment to when we actually watch it, but... Uh, so, I my first piece of news is that the X-Men TV series Legion, which is being made for FX, uh, yeah, the FX channel, mm-hmm. has released a few behind-the-scenes uh, photos now the photo shows uh one of the characters kind of in a I don't know some kind of jumpsuit and it, it just he's just kind of looks like he's talking to an authority figure doesn't really it's really not much of anything it's it's kind of uh it's got a, a character on the screen and then they shows a, a sound mixing board um some of the some of the actors in the mo- in the show will be Dan Stevens, Rachel Keller, Gene Smart, Abby Plaza, Jeremy, or, yeah, Jeremy Harris, Amber Midhunter Hunter, Mid Thunder, sorry, uh, Katie Asselton, and Bill Irwin, and uh, it's supposed to. They, it sounds like they're going to have some footage that they're going to show at uh, San Diego Comic Con this year. However, the show isn't going to debut till early 2017. Okay, so what do you think about a live-action X-Men TV show?: I mean, haven't we been barking up this tree ever since we saw Apocalypse?: That's true. Um, and uh, it, and I wonder if they're going to actually have t- any ties to the movie universe with this TV show?:
1: I mean, uh, have they, besides the actors' names, have they revealed like what characters are playing or anything like that?
0: uh i don't i don't believe so um i mean i imagine they they probably do have uh some of the names out there like uh uh i i mean but i i, I don't know for sure okay <clears throat> uh
1: basically uh the next thing um i think we can both uh cover this is you know the um there's already been talk um IGN saw and I think um, a couple of uh, other, um, you know, I guess geek news um, and a couple of uh, magazine companies um, got a chance to see some of the filming of uh, Justice League, and uh, they happen to watch, you know, the scene where Bruce Wayne is uh, talking to uh, Barry Allen in his bedroom. And I guess, you know, that um, everybody that's seen that scene so far um, has said that Barry Allen is basically going to be the best part of the movie.
0: Yeah, a couple of weeks ago there was, uh, it just seemed like about every news outlet and geek blogger, uh, especially ones that were vocal on how much they didn't like Batman v Superman, uh, were were invited to set to, to tour and watch scenes he filmed and then uh, also talk to Zack Snyder and have him explain a, a scene that they already filmed. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. What uh, what was the scene about? Uh, basically, it's Bruce Wayne breaking into uh, Barry's
1: apartment, trying to recruit him, saying like, hey, I need your help. I have a couple of friends, you know, that could use your help. And this uh, particular scene, um, you know, Barry goes, so, hey, are you Batman? And in order to shut him up, uh, Bruce throws a battering. Um, that's also to see if Barry Allen really is a Flash. He ends up catching the battering and, you know, the Flash responds by, can I keep this? And just from breaking this down, I mean, do you honestly feel like um, it's kind of mimicking another scene or borrowing heavily from something <laughs> very similar?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's it's kind of obvious to everyone, and I, I can't believe that they would do something like this over at uh, DC, I mean, so blatantly, but it's it's obviously just like the Tony Stark, Peter Parker, Peter Parker scene in in Captain America Civil War. It's, uh, I mean, Tony Stark is out as Iron Man. They, people know that Iron Man is Tony Stark, but no one's supposed to know that Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person. So I, I can't in good conscience ever see Bruce Wayne walking into someone's apartment and being like, I'm Batman. You need to, uh, uh come with me cuz i need your help you know it, it right he would do it as batman batman keeping his identity as bruce wayne a secret is one of the most important things to him so you know th- this whole scene that they're doing just to me or the the scene that's being described is is so outside of character and that's the whole problem that we that i think most people well at least most comic book fans have with the dc movies so far is that you're you're, you just take care you're taking these characters and you're you're doing an injustice to them and that wasn't uh, that wasn't a pun that wasn't i I didn't do that on purpose i didn't say injustice (laughs) on purpose um i mean i was just gonna go ahead and say i actually i actually lost our train of (laughs) thought What did you think of the rest of the scene, though? Like, what do you think of the whole uh, him catching the batarang and, and and being this whole Peter Parker kind of uh, character? Like, when he ends and he says, uh, I really need friends or something like that. That's, uh, you know, for,
1: I just feel, I mean, it works for the TV show, Barry Allen. He has a close group of friends uh, for the movie universe, Barry Allen. We don't know much, so I don't know what direction they're gonna take. Mm,
0: fair enough. Uh, speaking of the TV show Barry Allen, over in that universe, the TV DC universe, Stephen Amell got on, uh, he was at the New Jersey superheroes and villains. FanFest, I want to call it. Let me let me see if I... Okay. Uh, he was appearing at the Heroes and Villains FanFest in New Jersey and simultaneously made a Facebook Live announcement that former WWE wrestler Cody Rose, known as Stardust, who he has had uh, r- running ins with, I guess, you know? Uh, <laughs> Stephen Amell had showed up on... Uh, episodes of WWE to wrestle Cody Rhodes several times now, uh, even right. even having a pay per view match with him at SummerSlam. Ha- announced that Cody Rhodes will be on Arrow in season five. They haven't announced what character he's going to he's going to play, but he will uh, play a character. So uh, there you go. The the worlds colliding and crossing over, and I guess Cody Rhodes wants to have more of an acting career. That's why he. Uh, uh, retired from the WWE ring.
1: Gotcha. I was going to say, I mean, I know he was doing that for a while. Yeah. I remember watching wrestling and he was on there. Uh,
0: I don't know if Cody Rhodes was, because I think he, well, I don't know how long ago you watched wrestling, but uh, he had an older, I think he has an older brother that's also on there called Gold Dust, and then they come from a long line the. Uh, that's what it is. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say they come from a long line of wrestlers. I know they're, their father and their their grandfather were also was also a wrestler. So, uh, oh shit! But I think it's interesting that uh, he came up with this whole persona of Stardust to be a uh, super villain, and now he's going to be on on Arrow. I imagine he probably will play a, a some, some some type of super villain, and it's not the first pro wrestler to show up on. Uh, in the DC TV universe because uh, former wrestler Edge was Adam Smasher at the beginning of season 2 of Flash. Right. So, there you go.
1: And I mean, um, so, you know, talking about the Arrowverse, uh, we have Chad L. Coleman, who uh, is known as Tyrese from The Walking Dead, who's also joining the cast.
0: That's true. He is going to be joining the... I wonder who, you know, if they hadn't already cast... What's what's his name? The B- British actor, he plays Brick on the on on Arrow. If they hadn't already cast him as uh, as Brick, Ty- Chad L. Coleman would have been a good Brick. Uh, Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones. Thank you.
1: Sorry, just watched your Trip uh, this uh, last <laughs> <this> weekend. So.
0: <laughs> oh, that was such a good role for him. Yeah. Soccer hooligan, huh? Uh huh. But yeah, how do you feel about Chad Coleman being Castanero? Um,
1: I mean, I only, uh, apart from The Walking Dead, um, I know him as the drug dealer in fucking It's Always Sunny, Uh, (laughs) so I know he can be a comedic role, so just to see him on another comic book TV show, it's pretty awesome. I just, you know, feel like they're adding too much to season five, and I don't know if they're trying to add, you know, more specific characters for more character development to make up for uh, you know, season four.
0: Well, what I think I've I've caught uh in online is that they are trying to uh not so much or the the whole thing is that they wanna they wanna focus more on street level crime with Arrow. So there's not gonna be more Damien Darks or uh, Rachel Ghouls where, you know, there's such big stakes. Uh, it's going to be more street level stuff, so I can imagine there's going to be more Rogues Gallery this season five. Good, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine with me too. I, I, I mean, like like I've said in many episodes of this, the the best part of Arrow right now is all the fight sequences. So the more fight sequences we can get, you know, between Green Arrow and uh, other hand to hand bad guys, uh, the better.
1: Yeah, it has to go back to its roots.
0: Uh, did you have any, any more news articles you wanted to talk about? Uh, that's actually all I have. All right, that's all I had, too. So let's go ahead and get into uh, Daredevil Season 2. So, uh, go ahead. Tell me what you thought of it.
1: Um, Since I've seen, you know, the whole season already, I just... Right off the bat, I just want to say, good thing it's on Netflix, because goddamn these fucking cliffhangers,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the one thing about, you know, Netflix shows, I mean, people, I mean, t- people tend to binge watch them, so it comes out, and you're done in the weekend, but, you know, so that means you got, like, probably a whole nother 10, mo- 10 to 12 months before uh, the show comes back.
1: Yeah. Um, this season, uh, definitely, I really, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead and if I am, I'm sorry. Um, I just want to say I really digged everything, especially the whole supernatural kind of vibe that they ended up throwing in there as well.
0: Yeah, the hand, I mean, being a big part of Daredevil comic books was, uh, was a great, uh, addition this season, I guess, to, uh the the season so we we got to see a lot more of what it means because we saw a little bit of it in, in season one but we got to see a lot more of what it, what stick is involved in and then uh the big reveal with a lecture at the end of the uh the season was just that much cooler yeah
1: um i mean definitely um i did turn to um to miranda a couple of times i was like you know this show feels
0: very, very bat, batmany. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the the League of Assassins and the the Hand are 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 similar in the ways that they're you know the group of ninjas and stuff like that. So, I think the the good analog between the two companies would be Batman and Daredevil. Yeah,
1: they would be each other's. uh, I guess equals.
0: Yeah for the most part. What did... Um, uh, I just want... Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I just want to say, what did you think of the fact that they split the season uh, pretty well between Punisher, Elektra, and uh, Daredevil himself? Uh,
1: I mean, Punisher probably only took like a three-episode break, and the rest, they pretty much uh, evened it out uh, towards the end of the season. Um, I just thought, you know, worked really, really well, balancing... All the characters, you know? Nobody felt left out.
0: No, you're cr- I mean, that's how I felt, too. I I really thought that we were going to see, like... When when it was announced that it was going to be Elektra and Punisher both in the season, I thought maybe we'd have three episodes of Elektra, three episodes of Punisher, and then, you know, the rest of the season just be about Matt. But they did a, a great job of, of spreading them out throughout the whole season. Uh, Elektra probably right. comes in probably around se- episode four, I think. But other than that, yeah, it was great. They did a great job. And, um, I mean,
1: they even did a good job. You know, they threw in Stick as a minor character, and then he ended up getting more development as the, this season progressed with more and more screen time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then we got a lot of backstory between uh, Electra and Stick and then um, Matt and Electra too. So that was that was great. And um, I guess really what I
1: what I liked um, about the season was just uh, the Punisher, you know, constantly challenging, uh, you know, Daredevil with like, will you break your one rule?
0: That's true, you know. It, it, uh, and and, and da- Punisher even has his his uh, little speech of, you know, you're just one one bad day away from being me. So it it it's very poignant that uh, Matt has to make this decision because you have, he has basically two people showing him uh, that he needs to take it further. The Punisher is showing him that, you know, these people deserve to die or, you know, there is a need to kill sometimes. And then you have Electra who's like, you know, your, your, your justice isn't served until people pay the price that they deserve. And that's where you get that scene where she takes him to the house of the guy who killed his father. And he's supposed she wants him to kill him, but he kind of just beats on him and, and then decides, you know, he, he's not that kind of person. But she's always there pushing him to, to go a little bit further. Right. And I guess the whole um, the whole conflict he has with himself, you
1: know, like, is this going to happen to me? Will I do it? Yet the conflict that he's having with Elektra is pretty much like you know, can I redeem you? Can I bring you back? You know, and prove you prove you wrong that you're not the monster that you think you are.
0: Yeah, that's so true. That's you know, that's it's a very uh, a very good point. He he's trying to pull her back, and uh, I, she's trying to pull him forward, or you know, whichever way you want to see it. Right? Um,
1: fuck, but. Uh, <laughs> The first episode, um, you know, was a little bit, in my opinion, a little bit uh, slow. I want to say the first half, but then as soon as... uh, Actually, no, I take that back. Maybe the first 15 minutes, and then once uh, it goes to the Irish cartel, you just basically... That's when shit goes down.
0: Too true. I mean, I I did think that scene was, was interesting in light of what you hear the Punisher say later when he's talking to uh, Karen Page he says you know uh, it cuz he was also when he was shooting at the the witness in the hospital he, she's like you know you could have killed me you could have killed anybody uh, any kind of innocent bystander in the hospital and he says no no i you know i'm i'm that good i if you if i wanted you dead you'd be dead or you know i only kill the people that i'm trying to kill but yet we see in that first scene when he just lights up that Irish pub or, you know, that, yeah, that pub, there's there's just a lot of blind shooting. How could he have been so certain that he was only going to hit bad people?
1: Right. But, I mean, he maybe just associated, like, oh, they're all part of the Irish cartel, so, uh, you know, uh, they're all bad, so they all need to go down. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess it's just a good thing there was no bartender or waitresses working that night then.
1: And uh the Irish, uh you know, their reign was shortly lived.
0: Yes, very short.
1: Um, I guess uh after this, um, immediately uh the sole survivor, you know, Grote or Grotto. I don't I hate his last name, so we'll just call him Grotto. <laughs> um you know, uh, makes his way to to Josie's. I don't even know how the hell he would know that. You know, Matt Murdoch, Karen, and Foggy hang out at fucking Josie's. No. <laughs> he ends up tracking him down.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a seedy place. So, uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how he would know that they would be. They'd be, Well, maybe they they make it known that they hang out there. Maybe Yelp reviews. Oh my god, I
1: love this place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he ends up, you know, uh, basically finding them there. Um, uh, and he, he, you know, goes further for the protection, basically tells them everything that went down at the, at the bar. And if, you know, if they can actually help him out, um, you know, and, uh, wasn't it, uh, Matt that was a little bit iffy about helping him out, but Karen ends up uh, convincing him to help him
0: out before he passes out. Uh, right. Exactly. Cause you know, Karen's a, a caring person, <laughs> Well, she's also trying to redeem herself because after what happened in the first season of her killing uh, Wesley, I want to say his name was. Wesley. Yeah, yeah, the, the Kingpin's uh, uh, right-hand man. He, she, she feels a lot of guilt for that, and you can see it throughout the, the episode, or the episodes. Yeah.
1: It's just uh, crazy that she actually did it. <laughs> but it was awesome.
0: And it was, it was, I mean, it was kind of self, I mean, it was self-defense. she, they had her kidnapped and were keeping her hostage. So she did what she had to do. Yeah.
1: Um, And this uh, basically, it breaks down to, you know, just like you said, them going to the hospital, um, Karen posing as, you know, Grotto's wife, and then. You know, Grotto's like get, get, get me out of here, man. He's like, I'm a I'm a fucking sitting duck. He's gonna like, come here and he's gonna kill me. And you know what happens next? You see the Punisher, you know, walking into the hospital. You know, kicking ass, taking names, just looking for a fucking
0: Grotto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and he goes on his uh, his uh, little walkabout, I guess you could say it as he's following. Uh, Karen and Grotto as they tried to get out of the hospital, but it's also, uh, great. Just look, I mean, we just need to sit and talk about why can't I think of his name? John Berthenol's portrayal of Frank Castle right now. You know, that's uh, what did you think of his uh, portrayal overall, dude? Um,
1: he has definitely improved since The Walking Dead, man. Um, when he was, you know, confessing everything that happened to um, to Daredevil at the graveyard, holy shit, man! That was uh damn. That was pretty tough to watch. He did a really good job.
0: I have to say, you know, it's. A, it, it, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm not saying that he was a bad actor in The Walking Dead. He did a great job as Shane. But since then, he's he's been in so many things. Now he's he's in movies. He's in. Other TV shows, uh, and it's all culminated to making uh, a very great Frank Castle on this Netflix. And, and I'm I'm happy that they've decided to give him his own Netflix show to carry on this character because he deserves it.
1: I'm right there with you. And overall, man, he, uh, he definitely did a great job of, you know, even when he didn't have lines. Or when he did have lines, you know, you could feel, you know, his sorrow, his rage, you know. I need to get, you know, I need to avenge my family kind of vibe off of him the whole time.
0: And in skipping around, because um, I, I don't really think we need to go episode by episode. But when we get to the, the scenes when he's on trial, it was, I thought it was very, very interesting writing for them to throw away. Good writing. Oh, yeah, it, no, uh, yeah, very good. It was very good, but it was a very interesting point for the writers to to make that uh, Frank Castle makes sure that he, everybody knows he's not suffering from PTSD because he 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 says you know that's a, a it's a, that's a thing that you know a lot of people suffer from, and I don't want to take away from any of them because that's not what this is. I'm. I'm punishing these people because of what they did. And I know what exactly what I'm doing. He doesn't take the, the PTSD like cop out, I guess you want to say, but, uh, it, but it was, but he made sure to, to, to make sure that people knew that there, he had other brothers that were also suffering from that.
1: Right. And, um, I mean, it was, uh, It was pretty crazy, you know, like, oh yeah, he's gonna take, you know, he's gonna plead guilty, Uh, he's gonna take the bargain, you know, this is gonna be it, we don't have to go to uh, trial, and he fucking, you know, was like, he pleads not guilty, and then when they're standing up for him at, you know, at trial, he just blurts out, you know, he knows what he
0: did, and, you know, he knows what he deserves. Yeah, that was... I, th- I did think that was kind of weird that they made a, that, I mean, it, that's not weird. It's, it's, it was all very structured story because he, the Kingpin had gotten him a message saying, you know, you need to come, you need to come to jail if you want to get some information. So even though he could have just pleaded guilty at the beginning, And this whole thing would have been over with. It made them go through the trial just so he could plead guilty at the end. (laughs) Talking about going to going to jail, I have to say that is one. And I'm probably I know I'm not the only one um, in this, but or with this opinion. But that scene where Frank has to take on all those guys in that uh, prison cell corridor. Was probably one of the best scenes of the whole season for me.
1: Dude, that was awesome! Watcher kick so much ass. <laughs> and then you know, even Kingpin's all like, you know, the plan was to kill you, but you have this set of skills. You know, he's like, it makes you who you are. So we decided, you know, after all, not to kill you. After we saw what you did, I was on damn straight because he can kill anybody he wants. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and then to see the the kingpin himself get into a a, a fight, you know that was pretty awesome too. With uh, with Matt Murdock, doesn't he get into one with uh, Frank also?
1: The... Oh yeah, that's right. Um, after he kills everybody, um, and then they put him in solitary confinement, he beats the shit out
0: of uh, out of Frank. Yeah, which is just you know shows you that much more how how how. Crazy badass the kingpin is, and he can hide it well. But uh, yep, yeah. But then right after that, he's like, "All right, now you can go ahead and leave." And he just shows him the way out. Like the, the guards just open doors for him so he could walk right out.
1: I mean, I just gotta say, wouldn't uh so he steals somebody's SWAT gear? Wouldn't they notice somebody's faces all bruised up after he takes off the outfit? Like, huh? You look familiar. You've been <laughs> all over the news in New York.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Uh, that's just the part that you have to suspend your disbelief.
1: Especially in the fucking diner, <laughs> out of all places.
0: Oh, very true, very true. But, you know, you put you put the, the baseball cap on and no one recognizes you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess that's it. Just like how Clark Kent puts on his uh, glasses and, you know, oh, he's not Superman. This guy can never be Superman. <laughs> Oh, um, I don't know, I guess we're still skipping around too. Um so when they rescued um everybody from the hands underground lair and they're, you know, kinda of pumping blood into that giant case thing. You know, when I heard the name Daniel, I was like, Wait, is this our iron fist? And then they gave him a different last name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they have Hold picked up. they have picked their actor that they're gonna play uh that's gonna play Daniel Rand, but yeah, I don't think they had any any plans of uh shooting that just yet so nobu, I
1: take it he's an actual villain from the from the comic books right
0: yes, yeah, he is he's uh he's part of the hand, i believe and
1: um so what were your thoughts where we like holy shit, we saw you burn alive, you're alive
0: now, what the hell's going on? Well, knowing the hand from the comic books, you know, with their whole, you don't really get to, you don't get to leave the hand they when you die because they can, they have the power to bring you back to life. I, I thought it was very interesting because that meant that they were going to be including that into the Daredevil TV show mythos. So, uh, it, it only opens up opportunities and, and, uh. Uh, other storylines that they can they can do, which they do at the end of the at the end of the season. Right. You Nobu's know dead, but not really. <sighs> exactly. I just uh this overall
1: this season I was impressed. Um, I don't know how much more jumping around we're gonna do, but there's so much to talk about.
0: There really is. I also thought it was interesting that with this season with Matt kinda or very much struggling with who he is as as Daredevil and as Matt Murdock, and what lines he can cross and what lines he shouldn't cross, it left Foggy, his longtime best friend, uh, to have to deal with all the lawyer stuff on his own. And Karen really turns to him and says, "Look, you know, you you don't you have this stigma that you're not as good a lawyer as Matt is, but you're just as good, and you can do this." And he does. I mean, pretty much the whole Frank Castle trial is foggy taking it all on himself and you see the culmination of that at the end when he's like look i can't deal with being uh, your partner anymore and not re- being able to rely on you and he quits he, the the murdoch uh nelson attorneys at law or avocados at law uh you know is no more yeah it's no more and basically you know because he did
1: such a phenomenal job delivering that opening statement you know he gets uh he gets a job offer at a you know another firm
0: yeah no I mean and it, it shows how great uh uh of a character that he is on his own so he's able to uh pull this off yeah and I love that
1: part where um where matt's like so did you want me to beg and then foggy's like well you know I kind of wanted you to but I'm relieved that you didn't
0: it, you know, and that just goes to talking... To, it just goes to, like, show what friendships are and how you far you can push them and then how you can always get them to come back.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see Nelson and Murdoch again.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's just a staple in Daredevil comic book, so it has to come back. Has uh, Foggy ever been killed or targeted in the comics? You know, I'm not the most familiar with Daredevil comics in general. Uh, I do believe there has been times when he's been he's been targeted, and uh, I'm almost positive that he was in jail uh, at one point in time. What? Yeah, for keeping some kind of secret. I think it might be around the time when when. Uh, the identity Matt Murdock's Daredevil identity was being questioned, or you know, people knew that the two were the same person. Okay, and it kind of seems that uh, you know,
1: Kingpin is starting to put the the pieces together right now.
0: Yeah, that was a very interesting scene where Matt shows up and talks to the Kingpin in the in jail, and they get into a fight and. That, you know, there's Matt does certain moves that obviously he does as Daredevil, and Kingpin notices it. He's like, wait, that was a very familiar uh, fighting style, and you can see it in his face. He doesn't really say anything, but he, you can see it that he's putting two and two together.
1: Yep, and that's why he requests the file on uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah, the lawyer
0: from Hell's Kitchen.
1: That scene was awesome too, though, just having each other threaten each other and then beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> he already knows what the hell, you know, Kingfin can do. I don't even know why he would try to challenge him to another fist fight.
0: I think, you know, that's just... That's one of Daredevil's thing is always lead in head first. He he just... he He's uh, very much ruled by his emotions. So, uh, you know, wherever he's at is just the... Uh, he always feels like he's on the side of right
1: i mean do you have uh, any more that you wanna you know anything else you want to talk about in particular uh
0: you know i it's uh, you, you're right there's there was so much that happened in this season and it, it's it's a lot to talk about but it was a great season all in general uh i think one of the other great scenes that we'd have to talk about is the the fight scene, which a lot of people say is this season's uh hallway scene that we got from season one, but the the scene where Matt as Daredevil has the chain and the gun taped to his hand and he's chasing the Punisher through the building uh, you know, as the he's going down the staircases. That was actually pretty awesome. And I believe it's uh, most of that is taken right straight from the comic book, so it is uh, a marvel (laughs) to watch as it's it's obviously was was uh, choreographed precisely uh, and and filmed uh, to showcase the character and 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 Charlie Cox's acting ability.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, and are you talking about that particular scene too, where um, he has to beat up all the bikers?
0: Yeah, you know that's it's just it's all all one great, really great scene, uh, and it's it comes right after uh, Punisher, Punisher gives his his speech about Daredevil having to make having to cross the line someday that you brought up earlier.
1: I just, uh, and that particular scene, I love it when he's like, okay, I'm done. Ah, oh, shit. There's still one more floor. Ah, oh, crap. There's three more guys. <laughs> I could never do anything like that <laughs> ever. Well, you never know With the right training, you could do it. Eh. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, overall, obviously, um, we're going to have to split this, uh, a couple ways here since there's just so much material to cover. Um but overall this uh the season I mean I did question a couple of things here and there, but overall this season really kept my attention and again the cliffhangers left me wanting more and more and I just so happy this is on Netflix.
0: No, I I I'm right there with you. You know, there's a lot of things that they probably couldn't get off they couldn't get uh away with on regular television, so I I'm happy that it's on Netflix as well. And and yeah, you know, just another uh grand slam for Netflix original marvel tv you know J- Daredevil season 1 Jessica Jones and now this it just makes me look forward to more uh, of their of their original content like Luke, Luke Cage eventually Iron Fist you know and more seasons of Jessica Jones and, and Daredevil and then uh the Punisher show and eventually the Defender show that they've been talking about for quite a while yeah have a lot to look forward to and then if they ever decide to incorporate it more or tie it in more with uh the movies or the the marvel uh agents of shield tv show that's on regular tv uh would just make me that much happier i mean i know that we've seen lots of articles where uh some of the actors are talking about, you know, like, especially Charlie Cox, you know, saying it'd be nice if they included some of these characters in the, in the Marvel movies. And right. I think it would be
1: great too. Uh, I think so too, especially with um, the TV show or the Netflix originals being so great. And I mean, they've crossed a couple of movie characters onto agents of shield that they could totally go ahead and do this without a
0: problem. Exactly. So I'm right there with you. I think the the show was great, and uh, I can't wait for more. So Daniel, I think that's uh, where we're gonna finish yeah. it off for today. Uh, it's a little bit of a short episode, but uh, I think we got done a lot of uh, talking. So I, and I know there's lots of people that have that have already watched the show, and uh, if they have things that they'd like to uh, throw in there as a, for their opinions and their their thoughts, where can they reach us? they can go ahead and
1: reach us on at Twitter at uh geek elite radio. Um, they can reach, uh, myself at Daniel von Helvet on twitter.com. Um, they can like, and follow us on Facebook at geek elite radio. Uh, Mitch, where can they
0: find you? I, I personally am on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. And you can, uh, remember to, I mean, you, if you download us on, on iTunes, Give us a review. Uh, give us a rating. If you listen to us on other uh, podcast apps, make sure you share it with uh, your friends and your followers uh, and spread the word. Next time, uh, we'll, we'll see what we have we have to say. Always remember that you can talk to us on, on Facebook and, and uh, uh, you know, be a part of the community and talk about what you are interested in and in these tv shows check out our website geeklyradio.com for uh, archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekleat radio network but always remember that this is televised heroics on the Elite radio network and always remember to geek out geek out
1: we now return you to your regularly scheduled program